everyone, it's Nikki. Hi everyone, it's Ragima. And... Chase. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got a special guest today? Yeah. It's Chase. Chase. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, long time no podcast, but here we are, back again. Yeah, sorry back about that, but we've been super busy. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Just exams, and then Rangima got sick, eh? Mm, and then we couldn't and record. And had to get a time. But anyway, hey, we're volunteer. We're not getting paid, so that's what you get, pretty much. And um, you might be wondering who Chase is. He's uh, well, my classmate. We're in the same year at Japanese in the studying Japanese. Yep, that's the one. And so. Chase, do you want to explain <laughs> why are you studying Japanese? <laughs> um, and yeah, what led you to this point? Um, yeah, alrighty. So um, I started like learning Japanese when I was probably like 13, 14 in, oh, high, wow. in high school. Yeah. Um, I don't even really remember why I chose it. It was just like, I was a bit of a weeb, and I was real into anime. <laughs> well, not real into anime, but I liked Naruto and shit like that. And then so, like, um, I was like, yeah, I could only choose French or Japanese. And, oh, yeah, that's most high schools in New Zealand, though, and, eh? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I ain't doing French because that's not – they don't have ninjas in France. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, started learning Japanese, and then uh, my teacher changed – when I got to year 10 and then because mm. um, one, me and one of my best friends were studying Japanese together and the new teacher ended up being his neighbor and um, that teacher was like so awesome. Like to this day, still like probably like one of the best teachers I've ever had and um, we still uh, keep in contact. But That's yeah, cool. I had him from like year 10 until year 13 mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I made like because I – um, I didn't know a lot of people when I went to high school. I mm. lived kind of far away, so everyone like knew each other, um, but I didn't really know anyone. So yeah, I st- started making friends with uh, a lot of international students, um, mainly like Korean people and Japanese people and stuff. And yeah. Obviously, I couldn't study Korean at school, so I was doing Japanese and. Yeah, I could. I feel like looking back on it, like I made many friends and that I still like talk to here and there, and like I made a lot of memories and stuff. But I definitely could have like used Japanese a lot more back then, which I kind of regret. But mm. but that's okay. Is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and especially when you're a kid, you don't really realize. I mean, I was in high school, but well, <laughs> I, I know mean, what you mean. Yeah, I know. When you're yeah, younger, so young, yeah, you don't realize that maybe you'll need to be able to speak a different language in the future. Yeah. So that's fine. But it seems like it was a good start for you, though. Like, at the last minute, I was, I was really into music and stuff in high school. I played guitar, and I was like, nah, I'm actually going to try this music thing out because I don't want to regret, like, not doing it. Mm. And, um, yeah. So basically, I decided to <laughs> I decided to go to uni yeah. um, to study music for a couple of years, like three years or so. Mm. And then... Um, haven't really done much with that since, but um, I, <laughs> um, what did you major in when you did that it degree? Was, uh, it was like uh, I was doing jazz up until the end, and then you kind of decide like, if you want to do like improvisation mm. as like your what's main improvisation? Thing. Um, so like 
like doing like a lot of uh, you do like a lot of live performances with other musicians and um, improvising is kind of like soloing like on the spot you know right. being able yeah, to yeah. freely kind of um, play um, at any time really and or you could do like composition so like making um, certain pieces and like then you get graded on them yeah. um, so I ended up doing that one because I was really bad at improvising for jazz I was good at like improvising for like more like metal and rock guitar style solo stuff but mm. jazz was like really hard and I didn't really practice a whole lot and then the composition was pretty bad at that too to be fair oh, <laughs> but, whatever. but no, you're legit. so good yeah. at I guitar mean, like every time he's actually really, really just good. so good like it just comes out so easily when you play guitar it's kind of it's kind of different for me when I first met you and you started to play the guitar and I heard I it's kind it's of like whoa yeah it's like whoa but it's also for me another way a form of you communicating yeah I found that you could yeah I mean you speak Japanese really well and it just made me think like that's how you communicate mm. more and yeah. so it was really smooth it was really nice but Chase has already has his first degree yeah, and he's on his second one now, nearly, nearly near the end of it. Like me. So it's really, it's really impressive. It's really great. But mm. it's just for me, when I heard your music, it sounded, it sounded to me like that's how you could really truly express yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely like, um, thank, thank you, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's definitely helped me like... Um, even just like if I talk to Japanese people and stuff like that as well, it's like another way of like connecting mm. um, with other people and like mm. similar interests or like even people who back when I couldn't really speak a lot of Japanese, like it doesn't matter what language you speak for someone to appreciate like yeah. a piece of music, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I quite liked that about it. But okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. But then, yeah, and then I... I wanted to go. I always planned on going back to studying Japanese. I never was, mm. in the back of my mind. It was always like, I am going to do it. There's just mm. this music thing I'm doing first. So yeah, um, yeah. Then I came back um, to study Japanese, and that's when I met Nikki and uh, Ranima. And yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, no. I'm just kidding. No, but no, I'm really, I'm really grateful for that and um, yeah still hopefully I'm going to graduate at the end of the year <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you will graduate at the end of the year but yeah this degree is so hard eh? did, did you f find this degree harder than your music one oh, or is it different like they're different things but I definitely I've, I had to do okay the thing is with music like you can get by doing the classes and stuff mm. it just it's how far you want to take it like right. what like because music's quite personal yeah. and I feel like um depending on how much practice you put in like on what you want to work on and how good you want to become that's really like what shows when you when you come out of it yeah and it's not like once the degree's over it's not like that's where it stops mm. like that's where it starts really like right. um the 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 degree thing is kind of just like a way of getting you started a good foundation yeah, yeah. so but, yeah, unfortunately, I kind of just, like, I don't know, didn't try as hard as I could have. And then that's when I came into this Japanese one with a, um, what's the word, like another, like, mindset of kind of just, yeah, I'm going to try. You want to try hard, yeah. But, I mean, that didn't really happen either the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I've definitely had to deal, put in a lot more work mm. here for this. And I feel like, again, I could have done a lot more and, like, my Japanese could still be a lot better. Like, considering when I think about how long I've studied Japanese, mm. um, I feel like my Japanese is probably as good as someone who, like, never did it in high school either. But it just kind of depends on how much you – it's kind of similar to, mm. like, music or anything you do, really. Like, just how much you put in is going to be how much you get out. So Yeah. 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 That's an actual saying that we usually use a lot, though. What you put in is what you get out. It means if you try really hard, then your results will be really good. Right? That's that kind of... If you're studying English, you know, try really hard, you get the results. But if you don't try hard, well, like what everyone said, what you put in, you get out. So the other thing is Chase also teaches English. So that's also another good way of connecting... um, because because you're you, you have Japanese language right, and then yeah. sometimes you take classes. But another way of connecting with people, like you said before, is using your music. Yeah. Which makes it easier because mm. everyone everyone's really blown away by yeah man when by your music. So mm. when they hear it, the the students are really, you know, yeah. they're, they're surprised. But it's, I mean, does that have an effect on your class when you're teaching? Uh yeah, definitely. Um, I think. Uh, even last year, there was a, a girl in my class who was learning to play guitar, and um, she, yeah, uh, she really had like a lot of questions and was really interested in trying to like she was pretty serious about wanting to learn it. So yeah, um, yeah, whenever I'd play, uh, she was really interested in that, and like all the, all the cl- every year the class always really enjoy it, and it's just something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it kind of like takes you out of just being seen as like just a teacher. Mm. And um, yeah, people, I think um, students really like remember those kind of things like that. I don't know. Even for me, like. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so you're studying Japanese yeah. and. Um, and also, he, Chase has just gotten back yeah. from a, how long was it? Five month exchange. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, four or five months. Yeah. And whereabouts did you do that? Uh, yeah, so I was I was studying in Hiroshima, so yeah. like, um, yeah, uh, I'd been there before many years ago. I went in high school. It was the first time I went to Japan. And then I went last year with Nikki and Rangima to uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that at some point. But, <laughs> and then, yeah, this is, so this was my third time. Uh, going to Japan and um, the first time I would I'd been going going there uh, for like a study, not like a, just a trip or experience, you know. Um, and um, yeah, that kind of like goes back to the whole uh, uh, how much you put in is how much you get out kind of thing. So I remember being in the exchange and at the start, I I wasn't really trying to talk to people, mm. and I think I had that kind of a impression that like oh people just come to me and talk to me and it'll be okay Mm, mm. um but especially in japan it's not quite like that Mm. um i think just because of the culture and stuff but um yeah there was a lot of times where i found it kind of hard to make friends at the start and i think a lot of uh international students go through that yeah uh, definitely and kind of also just breaking away from being around people who speak the same language as you Mm -hmm. so like um, there were times where I was around people who, like, American students and Australian students and uh, a friend of mine 
who was from New Zealand as well. And like, there's just like a lot of kind of English going on, but I didn't, I wanted to speak Japanese. I didn't want to speak English. So I definitely think that you need to go, if you want to improve in like a language or something, you should definitely just go out there and try and make friends and talk Mm -hmm. to people. It might like, it's real daunting and scary Mm -hmm. at the start. And you know, you kind of don't want to make mistakes and stuff, but like you just needed that's like the only way that you're going to get better in my opinion is like just to make mistakes and learn mm, from them and um, you'll improve like way more than someone who's like trying to be perfect all the time and mm. just sitting in their room like studying yeah. and stuff. Um, not that studying's a bad thing. I just, I yeah. just think that like um, in my case um, I spend more time just trying to so- socialize with people and know, yeah. um, see how people really speak and mm. uh, interact. I had a buddy when I was at the at my university in Japan who yeah. took care of me, and um, my buddy's actually come to study uh, here? here now. Oh. So, um, and I said to them, you know, uh, I really encourage you to try and like speak to New Zealand people, and yeah. like they're really keen on trying to um, uh, improve their English and stuff like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm. Um, and I'm always there to help them out as well. So, um, yeah, I've definitely, like, trying to encourage them and, like, make sure that they can, I don't know, have a good experience yeah. here. because you know how it feels. Yeah, because yeah, at the start I was pretty lonely, um, if I'm honest. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, eventually I, I um, pulled myself out of that and had a really good time. Yeah. yeah. But it definitely takes a while to get used to living in a new country and because you go over there with lots of expectations of how it's going to be like and then it's really hard when it doesn't match your expectations especially like and like I think in my case it was a little bit different because I I went into it kind of already knowing a bit about Japanese culture Mm. and it it wasn't my first time in Japan so I was a little bit kind of used to it yeah whereas some people it was their very first time and um, it got really stressful for a lot of people and um, yeah, definitely knowing a lot about the culture before you go definitely helps. It's really yeah. important. It doesn't matter which country you travel to. Yeah. It's really important for you to research, take a look and find out about the country mm. and the local people mm. because when yeah. you get there, people are really different. It's not what you think. And how was like the Japanese in Hiroshima? Because they have a dialect there, right? Because we just learned standard Japanese yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the course. Yeah, so I um, I didn't really like know much about um like Hiroshima like dialect before I went yeah Um, I knew like here and there like bits about like Kansai dialect and like Osaka and like Kyoto and stuff yeah but um didn't really know anything about Hiroshima so Mm. when I went there like at first I was like I don't even notice a difference I was like is there even like Right. Really difference, and then yeah. when I really started hearing it, like I, <laughs> I joined a music club, yeah, uh, over there, and um, there was like a lot of really young guys. They were all like pretty rough kind of dudes, and <laughs> they all spoke kind of even just not like rough dudes normally in Japanese kind of speak in a certain way. Yeah, but then they added like Hiroshima dialect on top of that, and I just couldn't understand like, anything. Like I was just like, what is this like? <laughs> It was like a completely like new yeah. experience, like a different language. But then, like just being around those people more, and mm. like even yeah, I really started to gain an interest in like Hiroshima dialect. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I also just like how it sounds and like 
being like a little bit different, I mm. guess. Um, still cool. horrible at it though. But um, and yeah, like even now, like even though my Japanese is not like perfect now, it doesn't. I, I don't really care so much about That's making mistakes. Really good, it's eh? more like but, um, as long as I can. As long as people understand what I'm trying to say or get mm. the meaning that I'm trying to say, then that's how conversations work, you know. Like, not even like not everyone that comes here doesn't have perfect English when yeah, they speak. Yeah, yeah. Even when we speak English, it's not perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like when, when, if someone conveys what they're trying to say to you, exactly. like that's yeah. you that's can you can still make conversations. Mm. So, um, even yeah, even now that I make mistakes, I feel like I can more confidently and like. Uh, like I don't know, flow and have a conversation mm. with people and not get too worked up about being wrong, yeah. and just enjoy like speaking to people and learning more about people and their culture and like. Because that's a really important part mm. about going to any country, and you know, because uh, f- for me, I always think about my students when I'm doing these podcasts, yeah. and I and I try and connect it to the person that we're talking to. So for me, I can really, really hear what you're saying. Mm. A lot of students will say hey, I've got the grammar, and they really, really have. They yeah. understand the grammar, but they don't know how to use those grammar points in real life. Yeah. And so that's and, and that's what I'm hearing from you, is that you've, yeah, you're good with the grammar points in here. The book stuff is good, but going to another country where, the lang- where that is the language, the dominant mm-hmm. language, you will learn so much more. Because the thing is, the book can teach you so much, and anyone can go to a library and read a book, mm. but they can't use mm. the language if there's yeah. no one to speak to. So yeah. it was really, really good that you went on your exchange. It sounded like you had some mm. fun. You had, you've learned a lot. Oh, yeah. definitely, especially like about myself as well, and just um, yeah, I feel like the experiences changed me for in a good way. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And did you have like any? like tough moments mm-hmm. as, like anything in particular during your exchange I think that's uh, another thing when I was speaking at the start I didn't have confidence because I felt like I couldn't express myself yeah. in Japanese and like um, that was like a big part of like who I was like I felt mm-hmm. like in English around my friends I'm pretty like happy-go-lucky and I like to kind of crack jokes and stuff yeah. and like I can be quite sarcastic, whereas yeah. in Japanese, sarcasm is not like yeah. yeah, not a big kind of like. That's so thing. true. And um, I was like, ah, oh, damn, because that's all I've got going for me, really. And then now I can't be like that. And then I wanted to be like kind of funny and jokey, but I felt like every time I spoke Japanese, I was really serious, and like yeah. people would kind of like not take. It's so true. I know how you feel. I feel when you when I speak Japanese, I'm so much more quieter mm. because I'm thinking about like yeah. how does this sound and, and like, you feel like a part of your personality dies a little bit because yeah. you can't use the same words that you'd they use in English. Yeah, and the jokes you tell is like how you convey your personality. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, all those kind of things were kind of getting to me a lot this start and I was kind of mm. losing like who I was. I was like, "Oh man, like feel like I can't make any friends and like people can't like uh I don't see me for who I am you know but then I kind of just like there were times where I was just like you know I I'm not I'm not gonna let that get to me I'm just gonna try and see what happens and there's people like that you'll encounter like not everyone you're gonna talk to is gonna like be like super helpful or super nice to you you know you're gonna have to go through some times where you have some rough moments yeah but then you'll stumble across people who really like you for who you are anyway and they can kind of see you Mm. who you are and see that you're trying yeah but language takes such a long time to learn some people 
they think, oh, I'm going to learn a Japanese or English in six or 12 months. But realistically, it's not going to happen. Oh, no. you, the, you have to spend such a long time. Like, think about your own language that you know. How long have you been speaking it for? Mm. To learn another language, it's yeah. super hard. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up, is what I'd say to you. If you're out there and you think, oh, I'm not good at English, I can't do it, or I'm not good at Japanese or Korean or mm. whatever language mm-hmm. you're studying, just remember it's going to take you time. And mm. don't always look at the big goal. Yeah. Like you look at your little achievements, but that's yeah, what I was going to so ask true. you. Like, what are two tips, two major tips that you can give to any person who is traveling overseas to have an exchange or learn another language? What are your two tips that you would suggest? I would say, okay, I like I haven't really thought about it too much, but like, so I would say, like, don't get too discouraged and just try and like mm-hmm. go out there, make some friends, yeah, and like really just. Just get amongst trying to use like use it in your daily life as much as you can. Mm, yeah, um, really there's no point going all the way overseas to just speak the language, like live your life that you do in your home country, just yeah. in another country. Yeah. Which um, you have to change a little. Yeah, like I felt like I was kind of doing that at the start. Like I was sitting in my room, not really doing anything, and I was like, I could just be doing this in New Zealand. Yeah, but I'm but I'm not I'm not going out there like there's all these people here and all these you know so many I don't know things that I could be experiencing right now and like meeting new people and learning new things but I'm just not doing it so I got really sick of that of me being like that and I wanted to change so I think you definitely in the hard times like just try and push through and like yeah. go out there and meet some people and and just yeah think about the end result yeah. you know in small, yeah, like in small steps, mm. you know, and just kind of rewarding yourself for those little achievements. Yeah, so that's a really good tip, to rewarding yourself, because I'm not saying go out and buy a million dollars for a shirt, <laughs> but just like it's really good to look at look at your big goal, the end picture, but then go back and look at all the small steps that you've, you've achieved so far, because yeah. it is a hard uh, journey. It is long. Yeah. It's not easy. You reminded me, I remember um, throughout the exchange, like, I felt like I hadn't really improved. Mm-hmm. and um, I was like oh man like, I don't really know like I don't really see it and I was talking to my one of my friends about it and they um, thanks to them like they were telling me you know, all these times way back when I first arrived yeah. and um, they're like no like Chase you've done all these like things you know you've like uh, you can do this now and you can do this now and I remember when you couldn't you didn't know how to say this and then now you ask me all the time like it's like completely normal yeah. And um, just hearing what other people said from my own improvement it kind of made me look back yeah. and think like, oh, yeah, I can actually, like, do this yeah. now. And um, even after coming back here, um, I've been speaking to some Japanese people here in New Zealand mm. and having really, like, good conversations with them. And mm. um, I was like, wow, I, I could never do this before yeah. I came here. And, um, like, it's just really rewarding kind of, mm. like, I still have a long way to go, but it's just, yeah. um, it feels like it's nice to be able to <clears throat> do things that I couldn't do in the past. Yeah. So you can definitely see your achievements. The other thing um, is that maybe during the time that you're learning or you're studying while you're overseas, you might not notice your achievements. But yeah, the exactly. people around you, just like Chase said, they'll definitely see that. Yeah. They'll definitely see that. And usually people will tell you how much mm. you've improved mm. and all the things that you've been doing. And it's the little steps that count. Yeah. 
So you had some really, really great advice. Mm. But I want to talk <laughs> about what happened to you before you went overseas. Yeah. So you were mm. a little bit sick. Got well, sick. I'll, you, not a little bit. You were really, really sick. Yeah. So do you want to talk to us about that? Yeah. So before I went to Japan, a couple of months before I went to study in Hiroshima, I, um, I hadn't been playing guitar for a while because we'd been doing a lot of Japanese exams. And then I finally, the summer holiday came and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play as much guitar as I want now. And um, I hadn't played in a while and I kind of practiced a little bit too much. Like I was playing maybe like eight hours a day, like kind of not stopping. And it's not like, I was just too, it was just really exhilarating and fun. And I used to get like quite a kick off of playing guitar and learning new things. And um yeah, I uh, ended up getting tendonitis, or for any Japanese viewers, Kenshouen. And um, it's not fun. I still have it. It's been about nine months now. But it, um, basically, it's my tendons and my, like, kind of like my muscles, but not quite. But my arms are damaged anyway. That, um, and it's now also in my neck, mm. shoulders, and lower back. Mm. And. Um, yeah, that definitely impacted uh, my exchange because yeah. um, there was a lot of times where I couldn't focus in class because it was very painful. I couldn't write. I couldn't, like, turn my head. I couldn't sleep very well. Mm. Um, and I had long nights, like, staying up all night in my chair at my desk, like, doing schoolwork. And mm. it was a really rough time. And even though, like I said, I was in a music club, I couldn't really play a lot at the music club. Uh, just because of my condition and um, yeah it's even that in itself uh, made me think about a lot of things and uh, helped me as a person because um, having something like a hobby that you really like like playing guitar mm. um, taken away from you uh, yeah, was really hard yeah it was it was uh, not the best but it's made me kind of think about you know, there's things that I can't do anymore that I used to like to do, but I try and focus on what I can do yeah. now. And just um, it's become just a part of my life, really, at the moment. So I don't. Has it gotten better a little bit? Yeah. Uh, not really. Um, I would say I need more treatment, right. uh, really. So I'm going to start getting back into that. But I hope I can get better a lot sooner and start playing guitar a lot more. Mm. And um, just just having a more of like a uh, comfortable lifestyle, I guess, because it's still I'm in quite a lot of pain most mm. of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, you know, if I think about the day that I get cured, um, and I don't know when that is, but it'll be sometime in the future. I could mm. spend like my whole time sulking and yeah. being depressed and like being angry and all these kind of emotions. Um, about, you know, why does this have to happen to me and all this kind of stuff. But, um, um, yeah, just I think just pushing through it and being trying to have a positive mindset is really, like, helpful. That's a really big challenge for you to go over to um, Hiroshima and also you were sick, but, you know, not sick, you had the injury before that and then you had to travel over on the flight and that must have been uncomfortable for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you've come through so many challenges just to get to where you are to today. Mm. It's really inspiring. It's really, um, 
great because it shows other viewers or other people mm. who are listening that you don't have to like there are other obstacles or things that might get in your way but yeah. you just yeah. like you said you have to push through yeah, and yeah. it's about is that your passion it's what you want mm. so yeah. you just need to keep pushing because you've you're nearly there and mm. you've you've had such a difficult time yeah to have this uh, injury as well and go overseas and be an exchange student, learn all those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really amazing. Mm. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I don't know about, I don't know. I feel like a lot of like people have it a lot worse than me, obviously, but um, you just take it, you know, in your own way. And um, yeah, like everyone has their own obstacles yeah. as well and things mm. that they want to like that have stopped them from doing what they want to do. And yeah, you just got to keep going. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. Well, <laughs> I, I have really enjoyed listening to all that. I was just like, wow, yeah. yeah. Just thinking the whole time, that's so cool. And there's so much that you can learn. And you, so, it's really good to reflect back, especially yeah. on your time, realise how much you've learnt, how much you've changed. Yeah, even mm. just thinking about it now, it's kind of made, it made me think about a lot of things mm. that I didn't uh, really consider yeah. throughout my exchange until now. So. Yeah, so thanks for coming, no, Chase. thanks for having me. Well, yeah. we forced you, yeah. but <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I hope I didn't uh, ramble too much. No, you were great. It was yeah. really, really good. It's yeah. good for other people to hear about your experiences mm. overseas. Some of the people that are coming here are also having experiences of their own, probably mm. similar to what you're feeling. Mm. But we're really, really grateful that you came on to the podcast and shared your views and ideas and tips with us. And I'm sure lots of people will enjoy that. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, we're going to close now. Thanks so much for everything. Cheers, mate. Bye.